0: Broadcasting from the wine country in California, this is the Kick-Ass Relationship Show where intimate secrets and modern advice for couples is shared to elevate your relationship to live sexier, happier, and have way more fun. We believe success in life is better when mixed with excitement and love. And now, here's your kick-ass relationship coach and best-selling author, Midori Verity. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode, and today is extremely special because my guest has just blown my mind with his financial suggestions and the way that he talks about approaching your finances, it's in such a way that everything I believed before has been shifted, so I can't wait to share his work with you. So he is going to be on in just a minute, and the good thing is this is not based on living below your means or simply just focusing on credit card debt. It's so much more. So you want to stay, stay on with us because you have to hear everything that my guest talks about today. But as always, we always kick off the show with my three minutes to thrive, and I thought this topic is fitting for this week. It's about the love bank. If you are not familiar with that term, it's something that's been written about quite a bit. And what I like about the Love Bank is the simplicity of it. There's a lot of studies out there that show what characteristics healthy, happy, long-term relationships have. And if you implement the teachings of the Love Bank, this will be a strong foundation for you if you can just keep on remembering this. So get out your pens and paper because you want to know this and make this part of your lifestyle, something that you do on a daily basis. So the concept of the love bank is uh, it's simple. As, as you put more deposits in, your relationship grows stronger. So you want to be putting in more deposits than taking out withdrawals, obviously. So let's break that down. The deposits are basically building your savings account it 's making the more that you deposit in, the more you may be forgiven for some of the withdrawals. So here are some examples of a love bank deposit active listening that means really turning and listening to your partner. In fact, let me take that one step further. There's a concept called turning in. You guys have heard me talk about this before. I repeat some of the things because I really want you to get it because these are so important to a long-term relationship. So the concept of turning in is when your partner's talking, you physically turn towards them and you respond to whatever they're saying even if it's something that you have absolutely no interest they may be talking about the birds and you don't care about birds but it doesn't matter you just make a simple response to them that acknowledges them and shows that you're interested such as oh yeah i do see that bird out there that's gorgeous right simple take the second Another idea of a deposit is supporting your partner, no matter what situation they're in, just listening to them and letting them know that you're on their side and you're there to help them out. Another great idea is going out of your way. All those times that you go out of your way to help them, whether it's helping them get the kids to school and you didn't have it planned or Cooking dinner when you know that your partner comes home and the last thing that she feels like doing is cooking dinner. So you pour a glass of wine and you make dinner. Those are huge deposits. A withdrawal, on the other hand, is criticism. That is a huge, that, they show that in studies that when you start, start criticizing your partner on a regular basis, that is one of the biggest indicators of divorce. So be aware of that. Poor communication moments. Sometimes we say things that we don't mean. I talk about that a lot. I tell you when you get really upset, you need to take a break and let your blood pressure come down before you respond. Another one is disrespect or coming home late and drunk. Also a huge withdrawal. So those are things to keep in mind. Here is one other tip that I'm going to leave you with, and it's very, very important. I want you to make sure that you are paying attention to when your partner is doing deposits. It will encourage them. It will show them that you are paying attention and that you are respectful and that you're grateful for them being there for you and showing you love and showing you support. So make sure that you are recognizing them and you're telling them. All right, so before further ado, we are going to get right into our interview my guest today is George Anton. He's the author of three best-selling books on investing in finance. He's an award-winning educator, investor, and an entrepreneur. He's also the creator of the world's largest network of private money lenders. George's approach and methods have made him a popular keynote speaker around the country. I wish I could tell you everything that he's done, but that would take me probably half the day, so <laughs> that's what we're going to leave it as. George, welcome to the show.
1: I mean, I really, really appreciate it. I'm excited about this.
0: Great. Well, I appreciate, and I have to do a little disclosure for everyone. I was having computer problems earlier. This was supposed to be a video, and computer totally shut down two minutes before we were supposed to go on. And George has been so accommodating and so sweet that he agreed to come on by the phone. So, thank you, George. I so appreciate that. (laughs) Yes. Okay, so the, my, you know, I want to talk to you about what inspired you to get into this field. This so much of what you do revolves around finance and helping people really figure out how to improve their lives and how to improve their financial situation. So, what what inspired you?
1: You know, what inspired me really was um, in uh, let's see, late '90s. I was working for Intuit makers of Quicken and Quicken Financial Planner and QuickBooks. And as you know, they're the world's number one software for personal finance. And when I was working on uh, their products and uh, helping develop the products, one of the things that stood out was, you know, I had to work with numbers, with math, with, with everything has to be backed by numbers. There is no opinion there. And so one of the things I learned really was, so shocking to me, which was, it explained why people have to work harder and harder throughout the years, and there's so much more financial stress in their lives, even though they might seem like they're making more money. And so, the more I got into that, and I realized that that's really backed by math and by numbers, I started realizing that I have to do something about it for myself, and I started looking into it and researching it, and asking myself, what can I do that's different than what's out there? Because one of the things, uh, as we'll talk about this, one of the things uh, people will find out uh, is that they're moving backwards financially. And I I can expand on that later, but they're moving backwards financially, even though more money is coming into their pockets. And so the problem is they won't find out about it until they retire, at which point it's too late. And, And the reason is because no one knows and understands that there's a problem, and so they're not looking for the solution, and until it's too late when they when they retire. So that really got me on this quest to try to solve this problem for myself, and I started sharing it with friends and family, and next thing you know, people are asking for more information on this. And that's really how I, I got into it, was just all this uh, discoveries with numbers and math and, and why things are the way they are, you know, with stress and financial stress and all that stuff.
0: And so I that's think how I got into it. Yeah, I think there's so so many of us who feel like we're treading water or we're going backwards, mm-hmm. especially after the 2008, 2009 real estate crash. And um, mm-hmm. so I'm interested in hearing more about that. But what – I've read – I've studied Susie Orman, these big financial people. David Ramsey, I read his book. What – how are you different than than these other popular finance experts?
1: You know that's a great, great question, and I have so much respect for um, all the personal experts out, the personal finance experts out there, including Susie Orman and, and Dave Ramsey and, and a lot of the, uh, you know, what I call the greats out there, and they're really doing an incredible job helping a lot of people uh, with their improve their financial habits. However. <clears throat> For a more sophisticated person, here's the challenge is that their stuff works in a vacuum without the financial as the financial system doesn't exist. in other words, if you implement their stuff again it's helping you, but that doesn't take into consideration the financial system. What's really important to me is what are the strategies that we can we, we can use that are built from the ground up to work with the financial system. Let me give you a simple example. So, <clears throat> one of the things they talk about, for example, is pay off your mortgage. They say you know get a 15-year mortgage uh, and pay that off in 15 years or less, and uh, you should be you know, good to go. Well, the problem with that information, uh, again, it's great feeling to pay off your mortgage and pay it pay off it as soon as possible. However, when you take into consideration the, the financial system, meaning in this case inflation and some other things, you start realizing that a 30-year loan fixed interest rate is actually allowing you to, to have the financial system work for you instead of against you. In other words, as inflation goes up, a 30-year loan that is not necessarily paid off is actually helping you improve your financial situation, Your, your what's called the person power. But when you pay it off, you're actually working against the financial system, and so inflation now starts working against you. So you have to work harder now to keep up with inflation because you just took what's called the hedge away from uh, from from your your financial means. So that, to me, is one example of money of many that where you want to start using the strategy uh, mortgages very strategically. Align your interests with the financial system, not work against it.
0: Okay, so how does that? You know, I know David Ramsey talks about paying off all your credit cards. That's kind of his the thing that I I got from his book. But it sounds like you're saying, okay, go ahead and keep your mortgage. Don't don't worry about paying that off so quickly. And then, so what are you saying as far as our other debts? How should, what what are recommendations for how we handle those? <laughs>
1: So I'm I'm completely with him on paying off your credit card debts and your other, uh, what I call consumer debt. Mm -hmm. But what you have to ask yourself is, what are some things I can keep in place that are actually helping me move forward? So let me give you an example again. Um, A 30-year loan fixed interest rate is much better than a 15-year mortgage. In fact, 15-year mortgage, everything about a 15-year mortgage is bad. And I can expand on why, why that's the case later. The other example could be if you purchased a car and you have a 2% interest rate on it, for example, a car loan. There are other things you can do with the money. Instead of paying it down and up, paying off the loan is use the 2%, keep it there because it's lower than inflation rate, but use that money for something that benefits you, that, imp- that can give you a better return, for example. So you have to look at the big picture and uh, ask yourself, what can I do strategically? To Because debt strategically can be used in so many good ways for you. But uh, a lot of people make it sound like it's a bad thing. And it it is a bad thing if you don't know how to use it. But for someone who is more sophisticated, you can use it to improve your financial means significantly.
0: So I, I'm, I'm not understanding. So if I go and get a car loan, I buy a new BMW, and it's at 2%. Mm. How does that? I don't. I'm, I somewhere I missed it. How that helps me with? So um,
1: what I'm saying is, if you have, let's just say, you have the cash to buy it, right? Then you have two options. You have one option is to get the car loan, and keep I the got cash. It.
0: Okay. Or
1: you know, uh, or pay it. So I would get the the loan,
0: yep.
1: and use the cash for something that pays me better. Return
0: makes complete sense. And I'm smiling right now because I've been telling my husband for years, every time we buy a property, that we should go for the 15-year mortgage. (laughs) He's always said, no, we need to do the 30-year. And so he's he's going to appreciate what you said today so he can say, I told you, I told you. So that's very, very interesting. But what's another... You you keep talking about sophisticated financial systems. So we want to know. We want to know more. So what's another example of making the financial system work even more for us?
1: So um, I'll give you a simple one that uh, a lot of my students really enjoy. And there's so many of them here, but this is one of them that people can relate to. So when you get paid, and let's just say you get paid on the first of the month, and typically what people typically do either they have the – they go into their checking account, uh, or they, they literally deposit checks themselves. And then it's sitting. the money sitting there until they pay their, their bills. Let's just say it takes the next two weeks to pay their bills. So for that month, the money was sitting there for two weeks, up to two weeks to pay their bills. Some people, I know, it's a little bit more than that. Um, and so the following month, the same exact thing happens. So every month, your money's sitting there for about two weeks or so and then you, uh, to, uh, before you're, you're done paying your bills. Well, if you extrapolate that over a 40-year career, that means your money is sitting there for 20 years out of the 40 years waiting to pay bills. Now, obviously, the money has to be there to pay the bills. You can't just put it into some investment. So the question is, what can you do to make that money while it's sitting there make you money? Because otherwise, the bank is making a lot of money off of it. That's what they call the float. So it turns out, here's a simple idea that you can use that would really benefit you significantly, and here's what it is. Instead of keeping the money in a checking account, waiting to pay bills, if you have, for example, a home equity line of credit, and you simply put the money, your paycheck, into the HELOC for that two-week time frame, and then you pay your bills from there, if you have uh, check-writing capabilities from that, You pay your bills from there, or you can transfer it back into your checking account at the end of two weeks and then pay your bills. That might seem insignificant. However, while the money is sitting there, it's lowering your interest. Now, most people will say, hold on a second, it's just two weeks out of the month. Okay, let's extrapolate that over 10 years and see what happens. Well, it turns out if you simply do that one single thing, where the money is sitting on the HELOC or any line of credit in that time frame, you can pay off your 30-year mortgage in 10 years or less by simply parking the money in a HELOC instead of a checking account. And that is incredible when you can pay off a 30-year loan in 10 years or less without taking additional payments.
0: That is monumental. Yes. Um, Such a simple, simple thing to do. It's so impactful. And, oh, my gosh. And That's it can, so be,
1: automated, and it can be automated, too, so that you don't have to manually move it. And so these are some, some of the simple tweaks that people can use to really start making the financial system work for you. Because otherwise, the money sitting there in the bank, and the, and the banks are making so much more money because of this float. And if you look at what, um, um, what insurance companies and banks are making off of your money while it's sitting there to pay bills, it's incredible. So it's time we changed that.
0: Yeah, so make it work. And a home equity line of credit, you don't have to use that money. That can just be sitting in the account, and you have that there, so it makes it just exactly. so easy to it's access it and go back and forth.
1: Correct. That's exactly correct, as long as you have some debt on it. So in other words, if your HELOC is paid off and there's no debt on it, one thing you want to do is you can uh, put some debt on it. So what I mean by that is you can write a check from your HELOC, for example, and pay down um, your mortgage or car loan or whatever it is, or credit cards. What you essentially did was you you've transferred debt from one place into the HELOC, and then when you park your check, your paycheck in there, and wait to pay your bills, it's lowering what's called the effective interest rate. So instead of paying, let's just say a hundred dollars in interest, you might end up paying. $50 in interest or whatever that might be, because that money was sitting there waiting to pay bills It lowered the, the interest on, on that debt.
0: I love, I'm going to start using that today. That is so incredible. But I have to ask you this next question. I, you, I was reading, I've read a lot about what you teach. I've watched some of your videos, and you talk about investing in yourself. So can you expand on that?
1: Yeah, that's something I really, really believe in, and uh, the only reason I started getting into it was the more I discovered about some of the things I'm sharing with you here, I realized um, how important it is to gain the knowledge. So here are what I say that the the three steps that everyone should should understand. Number one is a lot of us are looking for some secret asset out there that we think is going to make us money, you know, stocks or bonds or real estate or whatever it might be. And so instead of looking outwards, what I realized is that the most important asset to you is yourself. And so instead of looking outwards, start looking inwards and recognize that you are your most important asset. And what I tell people is, if you think the bank is making money off of your mortgage, you're absolutely wrong. They might use a mortgage, for example, to encumber our properties, but we are the ones working to pay that. So we are the bank's most important assets. And if you look at anyone that's renting, um, recognize that the real estate isn't what's important to the landlord. It's you because you're the one working. So you are the most important asset to many people out there. And instead of looking at real estate or uh, stocks, whatever, start looking at you as your most important asset. And only you can uh, change your financial means by understanding that you are the most important asset. Once you recognize that, then you can move on to what I call step number two which is knowledge is what makes you money. And what I say, what I call knowledge is the ultimate currency. So the minute you understand that you are the most important asset, the second step is start investing in you, this important asset, by gaining knowledge because that's what makes you money. And three, once you understand that, that knowledge is the ultimate currency, three is finance is where you make money. And what I mean by that is, Uh, stop looking at different assets and thinking that these are separate assets like stocks and bonds and real estate and recognize they all fall within this big game called finance. And the more you understand how finance works and some of the things we're talking about here, you start realizing that finance is where you actually make money. So that's what I mean by invest in yourself. Invest in gaining that knowledge because you are your most important asset. And the knowledge has to do with um, personal finance and, and how things work financially. Because otherwise you're going to be, uh, and I hate to use this words, but you're going to be a slave to the system for the rest of your life, no matter how hard you work. And so you you want to change that so that the system will start working for you by using finance very strategically. So that's what I mean by investing yourself.
0: And that makes complete sense. And, you know, the, how you talk about finance. Is where you're going to make money, and using your kind of strategies. What I love about this, and this is why what I want to share with my audience is, it's a mind shift. So many. Of, I was watching one of your videos. Um, it was actually it was a webinar, and you were talking about the real estate market, being a real estate investor versus the person who gives gives the loan. And I know we don't have time to get into that, but it was just as I was listening to it, I was thinking, oh, my gosh, that's so simple. And basically what your point was, and feel free to jump in here at any time, but that the real estate investor is the person who's working so hard and they're taking all the risk, whereas the person who is loaning the money, they get paid back first. It's a safer um, investment, and it's way less work. And so mm-hmm. just that knowledge has absolutely shifted the way that I look at finance now. And, it's, and for me, it's made a big impact on just simple little things like what you've already talked about today.
1: Yeah, You know, Midori, I'll tell you, what's sad to me is that um, we spend our whole lives thinking we're doing the right thing and trying to, to, to follow what everyone is telling us. And many people get to the point of retirement only to find out that they were basing a lot of their information on uh, misleading information is the best way I can say it. And I can give some resources later. But to me, there's nothing worse than waking up 5, 10, 15 years from now and realizing you know, I've been wasting my, my life on a lie. And to me, that's why I've become so passionate about this and looking at the numbers and trying to... To understand why things are the way they are, and um, uh, so we have to question everything, and uh, and that's why we do what we do is because I just want to share this with with the world. I started doing this for myself and my friends and family, and uh, next thing you know, you know, I feel like the world needs to know about this.
0: I, I totally agree. I absolutely. One of the biggest issues that clients come to me with what they're fighting about the most is finances. They may have different belief systems around money, mm-hmm. but they just don't know how, it doesn't matter how much money they have. They can be, you know, making seven figures or they can be making five figures. It doesn't matter. It's still the same mm-hmm. thing. They still are arguing mm-hmm. over it and trying to figure it out and running in circles. And so I get that question a lot. That's why I do agree with you that your message and your teachings are so valuable for, for everyone. And, and you talk a lot about family and creating a legacy. And so, that's kind of what this is all about. So you talked about going backwards, moving backwards. Can you point out some areas that we may find ourselves moving backwards after this after this show?
1: So, you know, l- let me explain what I mean by moving backwards so people can relate to <coughs> what's, what that means. Okay. Uh, because it's not an easy concept to understand. So here's how I, I explain it and. uh In simple terms, imagine you're running in in a race and you start the race and you're so focused on running at a good pace. So here you are running at a good pace in this this race and then you find out that the finish line is moving away from you at a speed faster than you're going. So again, the finish line is moving away. Suddenly, you go from thinking about running at a good pace to thinking about I need to run at a faster rate. To get to the finish line. Otherwise, even though you're running towards the finish line, but the fact that the finish line is moving away from you at a faster pace, you're actually moving backwards relative to the finish line. Now, the finish line is what I call the financial system. That includes things like taxes and, and inflation and all that stuff. You have to hit a certain number. So let's just say, let's go back to this analogy of the race. If the finish line is moving at a, at a speed, let's just say of whatever, 9%, but your investments and your returns for your whole portfolio is, let's just say, 6%, now you're moving backwards relative to the finish line, but you have money coming into your pocket. And the only way you would find out about this is that if you start, let's just say, with $100,000 today, and you can buy, let's just say, a a number of products, 10 years later, 15 years later, with all the 6% or 7% you've been making you realize you cannot even afford the same exact products. And that is because the purchasing power is going down even though you have money coming in. And that's what I mean by moving backwards financially is that if the, the the this financial system is moving at a faster rate than you are making money. And so, um, and it's easy to calculate for every single person. I, I can give you a link to a, a one page where people can calculate that. But that's the key is understanding what is that number, and at what pace do I need to be going to catch up to, um, to, this, to this finish line, if you will? And by paying off your mortgage, you're actually moving backwards relative to the finish line. And having a 30-year mortgage, for example, with fixed interest rate, is actually helping you move faster towards the finish line. That's why I say when a lot of people tell you pay off your mortgage, it feels good, but you're actually moving backwards. And that's what I mean by um, uh, you have to understand how much you're making relative to the financial system, not relative to, you know, yourself on on the previous year. Does that make sense?
0: Absolutely. It makes 100% sense. Interesting. I never thought of it that way. I have to be honest. But we have to go into a quick break but I want you all to know when we come back, we are going to be talking about recommendations for all of you that you can start implementing today, that you can start doing right now. So make sure you stay on. Also, George has been so generous. He has an incredible free gift that we're going to be talking about at the very end of the show. So you want to take advantage of that. So
2: stay with us. Hey, this is me, Dori, and I want to express how grateful I am for you joining me on my show. And for this, I have a very special gift for you that I am super excited to tell you about. It's a tool, and it's a tool that I have for those of you who are in a relationship and maybe feeling frustration and anxiety revolving around this partnership, like all of us do at some point, right? But it doesn't have to stay this way. The tool I'm talking about is my Energized Relationship Quiz. All you do is you simply answer six super simple questions enter your email, and then my custom diagnosis will pop up and reveal the relationship issue. After that, it'll give you the tools to change your situation starting today, right away, right now. So stop arguing over the same things. Get your relationship back to that healthy and happy place you want it, and love being with your partner again. Yes! It can happen. Here's the coolest part. It's free. And like I said earlier, it's only six super easy questions. So all you have to do is go to my Facebook page, which is the at sign Midori Verity, and type quiz in my messenger. And it'll take you right to the quiz. If you have questions, simply ask me on messenger and I'll personally answer. In fact, I would love to hear your feedback. So once again, just go to my Facebook page, which is the at sign Need Verity, and type quiz in my messenger. That's it. I look forward to connecting with you.
0: Welcome back, everyone. We are here with the amazing, incomparable George Anton. He is just he has shifted our minds as far as our money and our finances go. Just the, the simple Tidbits that he has already told us. I mean, he told us how to go from a 30-year mortgage to a 10-year mortgage, doing just one simple thing. This is absolutely fascinating to me, and I hope that all of you are getting a lot out of this. But right now, George has promised to give us some recommendations for all of you that you can start implementing right now. So make sure you have your pens and paper. And George, can you? Tell us, tell us one, you know, tell us some things that we can start implementing and making our lives better today.
1: Excellent. So what I'll do is um, before I mention these, let me start by explaining why I ask people to, uh, you know, to do these recommendations that I'm going to share with you here. What I tell people it's truly really important you understand the problem first before you can work on the solution. So what I'm going to give you now are two things that shed light on problems that most people have no clue exist. So what I'm going to, the first recommendation I'm going to recommend everyone do is watch a documentary called The Retirement Gamble that you can find on the Internet. Um, And this was, uh, well, before I tell you what it is, let me ask you a question. I want everyone to think about this for a second. This is the crazy part. If one of the top and most respected names on Wall Street is telling you you're being deceived, when would you want to know that so that 's what this documentary is about it 's uh, one of the most respected names on Wall Street is telling you open your eyes and this is not something i 'm saying this is not something that you know you're saying this is the most respected name on Wall Street telling you open your eyes so this retirement gamble sheds light on what he 's talking about and tells people. A shows identifies the problems and what to do about it so and this is on um, this was created by frontline for PBS you know public television mm-hmm. and so what I'll do is I'll provide the link um, uh, and you can just Google the retirement gamble uh, on on PBS and video and you'll find the video it's about 45 minutes or so it's incredible and the reason I always uh, mention this and there are some other ones too but The reason I mention this is because I have seen people who are close to retirement, when they watch this documentary, the expression on their faces tells a whole story. And the first words that come out of their mouth is, how come no one told me this? And so this has been around for a few years, and so that's why I want people to watch it. It really is an incredible documentary, extremely well done. The second uh, recommendation I would have people do is, I was talking about the, the race, the finish line earlier, um, before the break, and I mentioned that there is a simple calculation that people can do. So what I'll provide is a uh, what I call a one-page cheat sheet that helps you uh, uh, figure out what's what's that rate for you. It's called the break-even rate that everyone needs to know for themselves, given their tax rate, given their you know where they live and all that stuff. And it's really important that you understand the problem and that these what I call the secret numbers for you the break even. And so what I'll do is I'll provide you with a link for, for everyone. And there's a short video that explains how to fill out the, the cheat sheet and calculate that number we're talking about. And uh, that really will open your eyes as well. So again, the key is to understand the problem before you really can understand the solution and start appreciating the solution and some of the things we talk about on this show. Okay. that's
0: That's a huge point because... You know, I just became an empty nester, and a lot of my friends are becoming empty, empty nesters, and I have a lot of clients who are you know, getting into that stage of retirement, and it's frightening. It's frightening yep. to feel like, oh, my gosh, I did it all wrong, <laughs> and what am yeah. I going to do now? So are there ways, let's say someone just put the minimum into their, into their long-term investment or their savings, or their maybe their their stocks and bonds didn't do as well as they expected. Is there any way that someone who is hoping to retire, they're getting a little bit closer to that age and that stage, is there anything that they can do to make up some time?
1: You know, I have to tell you, uh, that's such a tough question, and, and here's why, because without the right knowledge that's why I go back to knowledge without the right knowledge you can give I mean you can give some I'll give you a simple example and here's how I talk about debt and really anything when it comes to investments and 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 if you put a, a kid and ask the kid to drive a car so what happens is obviously that's a dangerous thing because the kid can really you know kill themselves and so what people end up doing is um, in that case you cannot blame the car you have to blame the operator. So, same thing with, for example, debt. People blame debt, and they say debt is bad. Well, actually, it's the operator that doesn't know how to use debt. Same thing with investments. So, whatever I give you now, whatever I say, without the the right knowledge, um, you're asking um, you know people are going to blame the asset, but it's really the operator that doesn't know how to use that that asset. So, it's really hard for me to tell you what to do. But here's what I'll t- I'll tell you for the first step is. Going back to understanding the problem, and instead of looking for returns, ask yourself, how can I make the financial system work for me? So, for example, going back to the mortgage as a simple idea or the uh, HELOC as another example, start implementing these things, and slowly you're moving towards having the financial system work for you so that as inflation goes up, now your mortgage, your 30-year mortgage fixed interest rate is working to help you move forward financially without you realizing that. And so, um, uh, and, and use that that idea I just shared with the HELOC. And again, there are so many ideas, but you have I have to be very careful about asking someone to drive the car, if you will, and they don't know how to drive the car. Does that make sense? Midori? Yes, you
0: need to have the, the intricate details.
1: Exactly, the before knowledge. Before you turn on Correct. that key. Exactly.
0: I agree, but can you enlighten us a bit into some of the mistakes that we may be? You've already told us some, but are there other ones that you can mention? Mistakes that that some of us are making that are common.
1: Yeah, you know, I can. I'll I'll, I'll start with one that um, uh, drives me up the wall, and that <laughs> is when people depend on their financial planners. And what I mean by that is, you know, they they take their money and they ask a financial advisor or financial planner and say, here's my money, just go do something with it and make me money, but I don't want to lose my my principal. Well, now your financial advisor or financial planner is stuck within uh, a very tough place because they have to to make sure you don't lose your principal, your, 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 your investment, so therefore they're going to put you in something that makes you a little bit of money. And that little bit of money is going to move you backwards financially because you're not making enough to keep up with inflation or, you know, after taxes and all that stuff. And so what happens is you can't blame the financial advisor. Really what you have to do is you have to work with them by gaining the knowledge and asking the right questions. Because I'll tell you, a lot of financial planners out there or advisors, uh, they can't do a lot without you having the right knowledge. Again, we're going back to the same thing. So don't depend on financial advisors. Um, That's my first thing. The second thing is, um, one simple, I'm going to go back to the 15-year loan here, and I'm going to give you another reason not to use a 15-year mortgage. So I'm a lender, and I've always you know, lent money, as you pointed out earlier, but there's a secret metric that we never talk about, which is called a mortgage constant or a loan constant. And here's how it works. When we tell you, you can get a 30-year loan, or you can get a 15-year loan, but the 15-year loan is lower interest rate and you get to pay it off in 15 years so you can be uh, debt free. what these what a lender just did, what the bank just did by asking you to get a 15 year or convince you to take a 15 year mortgage, is you're shifting all the risk they're shifting all the risk to you. So the way it works is this. if you simply took a 30year mortgage and you made the payments as if it's a 15year mortgage, you still have the option of paying it in a little bit over 15 years, 15 years and a few months. But if you have a bad year, you can always make the smaller payment, the 30-year payment. So uh, banks don't tell you that, but they they want you to take a 15-year mortgage because they're shifting so much risk to you. And now you have these high payments and uh, for 15 years straight. So if you have a bad year, you can lose your, your property or you have to sell it. But if you had taken the 30-year loan and made the bigger payments, the 15-year payments, you can always downgrade to a 30-year payment, if, if that makes sense. And so, therefore, you are sharing the risk with the bank right now. And so that's, that's another big mistake that people think, you know, I can be debt-free in 15 years or less. Get a 30-year loan anyway. Yeah. Um, does that, does that uh, you know, because a lot of people don't get that. And, and it, uh, it's really important that they get it, because mortgages are the biggest investments we make.
0: Right. Right, and it stays with you. That makes complete yeah. sense. So let me ask you this. So let's say I have my 30-year loan, and mm-hmm. I'm getting close to the end of it. Do mm-hmm. you recommend extending that, maybe you know refinancing and getting a second loan and using that for leverage?
1: You know what? That's a great, great, great question. And here's what I tell people is ultimately, ultimately, we want to have peace of mind. And so, it really depends on you. When it comes to your own home, um, if you, when you get closer to retiring, if a peace of mind to you means being mortgage-free, then go for it. However, um, uh, in terms of numbers, you want, um, again, inflation working for you, so it's better to keep the mortgage, but... Um, what I tell people is think of your younger years as the time that you're using this mortgage to work for you. When you get closer to retirement, you can pay it off and have this peace of mind um, in your life. So it really depends on where people are. But as you get closer to retirement, the most important thing is peace of mind. And you have to ask yourself what works for you. Um, For people that are not close to retirement, there are still 10 years or, or beyond that. Then I would say keep the mortgage, refinance, keep a mortgage in there, have it work for you, and make sure again it's a thirty-year fixed interest rate mortgage, because that helps you improve your purchasing power with the right asset, with the right property. And so, uh, and then as you get closer to retirement, then you can pay it off if you choose to.
0: Got it. Okay. Wow. So interesting. So you also are involved in something called the Family Bank which is what caught my attention when I first started learning more about you, George, was the Family banking. I have, I have the other game that came before this, I believe. It was um, by Robert Kiyosaki. Oh, uh, well, gosh, right. I can't remember the game, but it's for your family.
1: Cashflow. Yeah, the cashflow yes, game. Yes,
0: cashflow. It's in my closet. Uh, and I will admit... We have yet to play it, and now my kids are all off at college. So, Anyway, can you talk to us a little bit about what Family Bank Game is? What can you tell us about that whole concept?
1: You know, I have to tell you, when I first heard about it, I was so skeptical. I'm very skeptical by nature. Whenever people make claims, I'm very skeptical. But it took me two years to realize at the end of two years that this actually is not just works, but it's brilliant. And again, I look at hundreds of strategies, and uh, most of them don't work, but the two or three gems that work, or five or, or a dozen that work, I share them with, with our members, and this is one of them. So here's how, this is actually based on, on a, a, a strategy that was over 200 years ago, and so here's how it works. I'm going to explain to you the way I explain it to my youngest daughter, because we do it on a monthly basis here, and here's how I first explained it to her. I said... I said honey and i grabbed her piggy bank and i said imagine this piggy bank here you can put money in it and for us you can think of it as a checking account so open the checking account and uh, in this case a piggy bank you put money in it you can never take it out you can only borrow it out so essentially when you think of any transaction out there there's always two sides to a transaction there is there's the the Uh, financing side and the buying side. So what I mean by that is whether you're investing or buying something, you can either take cash out of your pocket and buy this or invest in something where you can borrow money uh, or you can use a credit card. So that side is the financing side, the cash, the credit card, the loan, all that is the financing side. Whatever you buy or whatever you invest is the other side of it. So what most people out there think about is the other side. But if you think of the financing side as a very interesting untapped potential that we all have which is you know how can we make improve our financial well-being by having this financing side and here's how it is open a checking account put some money in it and what happens is you never you can never take the money out without paying it back with interest so you can only borrow it out so now when you're buying let's just say you're uh, buying a car for example Instead of um, taking money out of your checking account and buying it, you borrow it out from this account and you pay it back as if you're paying any bank. But it's, it's, your, it's your own checking account. Now, at first, when I first thought of this, I thought, hey, this doesn't make sense whatsoever.
0: Uh-huh.
1: But it is incredibly, incredibly powerful because as the money goes back in and you lend it right back to yourself, and this is not just yourself, but anyone in the family, immediate you family. Anyone can borrow this. And this is not a checking account that's owned by mom or dad or any one person. This is really the family's checking account, if you will, bank. That's why we call it the family bank. So when you start using that, here's the part that is really incredible. After two, three years, your internal rate of return, meaning how much the the checking account is actually making within that uh, checking account, is double digits. And it actually beats the stock market. So at this point, you might be thinking, well, where is the money coming from? It's coming from my other pocket. And the answer is actually it's not. It's coming from the money that would have been going out to other loans or or credit cards. And so you end up um, recapturing that money back into your own checking account. And that turning of the money, what's called velocity of money, really starts in improving your financial well-being. And so you start thinking about This makes no sense. And the reason is we've always been conditioned to think about the other side, the buying side or the investing side. We've never been taught to think about the financing side, which is what the banks do for us. And so now you start taking a lot of the power of banking, and you can run it from your own checking account. And it's so simple. It's so simple. And anyone that does it and just pays back their money that they borrowed with interest to themselves um, it becomes so powerful. And again, the, the benefits aren't that uh, obvious until you start doing it. Right. So that, in a nutshell, is a family bank. It's a, Obviously, it's, it's, that's a very simplistic description. Um, it gets into more really fascinating things, but this is how I would recommend everyone start with this.
0: So if your kids want, you know, if they're at the age where they can start driving and they want to go buy a car and they need... To Alone, this is a way to do
1: it. Exactly, and right? and it's really important. Yeah, and it's really important that they understand that this is not mom's checking account or dad's because they're going to blame you if you say no to them. It's really the whole family. So what I do is I have my whole family, my my three kids and my wife and myself. Every month we meet and we say, okay, what loans um, uh, do we want to fund? So for example, my my son wanted a laptop, and uh, at first we said, well, we all voted. We said no because um, you know, certain things, and then he said, "You know what? I've been working as a CA or an RA, and you know, saving us so much money per year." And he convinced us that that's a good way, so we did the loan for him. And now, through his job, he's paying back the, the family bank. And it's not like he blames me or blames my wife or anyone. It's really the family's family bank, and we all make a decision. And what it actually has done is brought us all together. And one of the things that's fascinating is that a few years ago, CBS made a, uh, a story on that. And there's a family, and I can't remember from where exactly, but they're here in the U.S., started doing this 60 or 65 years ago, and um, uh, they're still doing it today. And uh, almost 111 family members, direct descendants from this couple, are still using their family bank today. And it has saved them so much money. And uh, they've done something like $6 million worth of loans. And uh, it's grown quite a bit. And it's just a simple, simple concept. But yeah, anyone can borrow, and they have to pay back with interest back to the, the family bank.
0: Wow. That is, that's incredible. Because this is really, you know, I was thinking our little, my little family, you know, four of us, not something that was extended. So, I know that there's so much more involved with this and that you have it thoroughly, when you, you teach these seminars regarding this. So, you know, when I think of it, I'm like, oh, okay, well, what if they decide, what if Joe Schmo decides not to pay it back because he lost his job or, you know, so there's there's different issues going on there. So, But I do know that you have you have answers to that. <laughs> so that, that's, yeah. that's less of a problem, less of a worry. But I do love, I talk a lot about, Couples having meetings, business, you know, fun, but business meetings once a week, but to do it as a family and to change out just giving our kids loan, you know, giving our kids money to go do whatever they're going to do, I really think that this process helps your kids grow up to be so much more responsible financially and understand how interest and, and
1: loans, how that all works. So this is fascinating. You know, Midori, you touched on something that is so important with a family bank, and that is this. It's not about the the money that you pass on to the next generation, but actually the knowledge. And through these uh, monthly meetings, you're actually passing knowledge, in addition to money, but you're passing on knowledge on what to do and the responsibility. But also, the last thing you're passing, the third thing you're passing in there is relationships, because... These meetings end up being so much fun. And um, uh, so the, what we call the three assets that are being passed by doing these monthly meetings are financial, knowledge, and relationships. And these are so critical. It's not just money. So that's a great, great point that you're, you're pointing out.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, the whole, it's the whole, the triple threat really is what it is. Mm-hmm. I love that. But overall, from everything that you've talked about, I feel as though if we had to theme this, it would be how to think more like a banker, how to approach your finances more like a banker and and it's it's true. when you break it down, I heard something that you had said um, in one of your your interviews about if you think about the banking system and then you think about individual investors such as you know the real estate investors, the bankers are always the ones who are in the big buildings, sitting much prettier you know, drinking the better wine. It's just the way that it works. And so we do have, by, by studying them, by learning them, by, well, you've already done it for us, quite honestly, George. So, but, you know, it's so important and it makes crystal clear sense. And George, I love that this is different than any other financial person that I've had on my show before. And it really is a shift. It's a shift in the way that we approach our finances. So I appreciate it. Um, So we are shifting a little bit on our interview. We are coming to a close, but I have a couple questions for you. Mm -hmm. If you were able to go back 20 years or however many years, let's say 20 to 25 years, what would you tell yourself, your your younger self? What would you advise to your younger self?
1: I would tell myself... um, The most important thing in life are relationships, the experiences together, and the impact that you have on others and and your community. And, uh, you know, back then it was always, for me, it was always about, you know, work and and success. And the definition of success is what I would focus on. And I would tell myself, your definition of success is very skewed. Your definition of success has to revolve around these three things I just talked about, relationships, experiences, and impact that you have on the world and how are you going to impact the world. It has nothing to do with money. Money is great if it's there. It's going to support these three things. It has to support these three things. It's not the end goal. So that's what I would tell myself.
0: It's so freeing when you can have that type of concept, too, Mm That's what I've found. So I, I love that. And if you were a magic wand, what would you wish for the world?
1: Right now, it can be Houston. Um people um uh, I would undo what happened in Houston and uh and what's ha- what's happening in Florida right now uh, with Irma and I would um I would focus on that because there's a lot of tragedy right now and uh I would I would focus on that.
0: That's perfect. I have a friend who just um, moved to Florida, and she had to escape yesterday. So I'm sure that she wow. would appreciate that. But those are both great messages, and we are sending our best wishes and prayers out to to all those areas. But George, I want to talk. I know that now people have heard your message. They are you've kind of given us you know, little things, but we want. I know that there's so many other people who want. To know more, how can people find out more information about you?
1: You know, uh, the um, what I tell people is um, is if you go to the web to, to the link that um, uh, we will provide them, which is um, under my website. It's uh, my website is finance f y n a n c. So finance is a quirky name, but it's uh, it's finance misspelled f y n a n c dot com. And, uh, uh, but I'll, I'll provide a link that sends people directly to download this cheat sheet and uh, a training with it so they can find out more about this number. And then we'll send them emails on uh, things that they need to be aware of and look out for. So that's how they can find out more about us. So finance.com again, or better yet, click on the link that we will provide um, uh, when you put this on your website.
0: Yes, which is MidoriVerity.com forward slash show. And that's also where you can find the free gift. So, George, can you tell us more about, you mentioned it a little bit earlier, and can you tell us a little bit more about what that's all about?
1: Um, again, it's the, the, the gift I, wanted, I want everyone to start with is really that one page. It takes them literally two minutes to, to, to fill out, but it's going to shed so much light on this, uh, on 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 their finances. And uh, the training that goes with it, it's, again, maybe a 20-minute training that explains how to fill out this document and what the numbers mean and how to interpret that. And uh, that's something that they can start talking to their financial planners about, but it gives them a solid number because everything I do has to be backed by numbers. That's my background. I'm a very... um, this might sound negative, but that's how I am. I'm very neg- and I'm very, um, skeptical when it comes to claims and everything has to be backed by numbers. So everything we do has to be backed by numbers. so that It makes sense to not just me, but everyone that I work with. And, uh, I'm personally, I'm not a financial planner or advisor or none of that stuff. I'm simply what I call a financial nerd that loves to discover these things and share it with, um, you know, with our members. Uh, but, um, uh that's, that's just what we do is we just find these things, we share them. And this one thing that I'm offering here, uh, this cheat sheet, is one of those things that will shed light to you know to, to, when people's finances where they are.
0: Okay, and that's finance.com forward slash Midori in case you guys want to go there right now. And let me just reiterate, finance, it's the name of his company, so it's spelled F-Y-N-A-N-C dot com forward slash Midori. And that's where you can get access to it right now. And, of course, if you are driving and you do not have the ability to get there, just go to my website, com forward slash show. However, of course, my, sh- my website crashed last night, and they're still working on it, so we're hoping that it's back up this morning, or back up today, so um, anyway, but it will be, and all this information will be there. Thank you so much, George, for being with us. This has been incredibly informative, and I know that all the listeners gained so much. In fact, I already got a text from someone saying that you made them cry. You said something that made them cry, and I think that was like in a sweet way, not in a sad way, but... Um, yeah, oh. so I, I got a message regarding that. So thank you again. Next week we are having two guests, Stephen and Christian. They are known as the Nomadic Boys. And what's so interesting about them is they left their careers to live a life of adventure. So you want to come back and hear what they have to say. Learn how you can step into your dream world, into your greater self, next week as well so make sure you're back with us and George is there anything that you'd like to to say or end with
1: Uh, you know I just want to thank you so much for allowing me to to share this with uh, with everyone I'm I'm it's really important to me to for people to be aware of these things and and help uh, their, their help themselves and their families so again thank you so much for having me
0: of course, and we appreciate it. Your passion and your authenticity shines through. And that's why I wanted to have you on this show. So for all of you, remember gratitude attitude. and George has talked about this quite a bit today. But just remember, the gratitude attitude, what I always tell you, make sure every single day you say one thing of appreciation to your loved ones, your kids your friends, and, of course, your partner, and tell them what you appreciate about them. All right, until next time, I will see you then. You can always visit me on Facebook. It's at Midori Verdi, and I would love to chat with you. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Kick-Ass Relationship Show with Midori Verity. We hope you've enjoyed the show and want to share the love by passing on our web address midoriverity.com forward slash show to your friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out our archive section on our website for previous shows. This has been a Midori Verity International Production. Join us next time on the Kick-Ass Relationship Show to add passion and fun to enjoy the most extraordinary relationship. Friendship and life.